news and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. This is WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob's great production work already has Karen Book in the archives. So if you want to check out the WKOK podcast page, our previous interview is right now, and he remains our great producer for the rest of the day. So we appreciate that. In the studio with us now, movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic, women in cinema advocate, author, and a prolific tweeter. He's a tweeting fool out there this week, so he's been keeping us up to date with everything going on in the uh, entertainment world. ILSeat.com is his website, and at ILSeat is his Twitter handle. Welcome aboard, sir. Thank you. Your review of In the Heights. In the Heights is the movie adaptation of Lin-Manuel Miranda's other Broadway phenomenon. Set in the Washington Heights section of New York City, it follows several connected characters, most notably a bodega owner played by Anthony Ramos. He dreams of opening his own bar in the Dominican Republic, but his ties to the community also make him hesitant to leave. Let's cut to the chase here. Watching In the Heights is like drinking an ice-cold soda on a sweltering hot day. In other words, it hits the spot on a deep level. Obviously, the source material is great, full of amazing songs, cultural flavor, and heartfelt emotions. This is not just a filmed play, though. It was shot in actual locations with dozens of extras who sing and dance along with the leads. That makes the Washington Heights setting feel alive. It also adapts the musical numbers in cinematic ways. One of them is set in a crowded public pool with swimmers splashing to the beat, and another finds two characters dancing up the side of an apartment building, gliding around windows and fire escapes. I love the inventiveness of it all. The performances are outstanding, and the story touches on meaningful themes of love, friendship, community, racism, gentrification, and more. In the Heights is a magical film guaranteed to lift you up. In fact, you might not have a better time at the movies this year. On a scale of one to four, I give it four Hamiltons. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised. It's a great movie. I loved it. I want to see it again. Okay. So this is like the feel-good movie of the year. Is that part of this also? Absolutely. This is one of those movies that just fills you with energy and adrenaline. It pumps you up. You walk away from it feeling so good and so happy. And I think we need that right now. The last year with COVID and all the complications have been tough. So here's something you can go to and for two hours and 20 minutes you can just feel good and feel happy. Well, I think it's just Hamilton set in the Bronx. Tell me I'm way wrong. You're way wrong. I mean, <laughs> Hamilton is, is great. You know, Hamilton is a masterpiece. Uh, in the Heights is uh, you know, a little more of a personal story. It doesn't have that historical connection. It's just about people in a neighborhood. But it does that really well, and we really come to care about the characters, and the songs are good, and the choreography is good, and the way they film it is good, and all of these things combine to just really sweep you up. This is one of the best movie musicals we've had in years. Okay, well, fantastic. And, and the spectacular performances. Of course, uh, Lynn Manuel, mm -hmm. you would expect uh, pretty big stuff out of him always. Right, he has a supporting role as the guy who sells the uh, shaved ice <laughs> in the in the city. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Smits is very good. He has a mm. small role as the father of one character. She wants to drop out of college. He's worked his whole life to try to be able to put her through college, and he doesn't want her to quit. Uh, so that's another thread in the story. But very good performances. And, uh, you know, again, just a movie that from the beginning, pulls you in and does not let go until the very end. All right, well, fantastic. In the Heights, you're giving it four... Four Hamiltons. Hamilton, okay, silly me. And um, 
where can we see this? That opens in theaters today, or if you don't want to go to the theater and you have HBO Max, you can also watch it there for the next 30 days. Oh, 30 days on HBO Max. Yes. Okay, well, fantastic. That's good news to a lot of folks that have HBO Max. So, uh, we'll Yep, you can watch it there at the push of a button. All right, fabulous. Well, but the theater has an even bigger screen and right. a fabulous sound system. We have an okay screen and an okay sound <laughs> system, but this is... Uh, plus, the, po- the popcorn's still warm. That's right. When you get it at the theater, so there's nothing wrong with that. All right, well, fantastic. Uh, you have also seen another m- new movie that's out. You previewed it last week, or uh, said you'd see it, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Tell us about that. Yes, this is the third formal movie in The Conjuring series, although, of course, there have been those spinoffs, the Annabelle Pictures and The Nun. And this one moves the series from paranormal chiller into full-on occult horror mode. Uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are back as the Warrens, and this time they're investigating a young man who claims that he was possessed by Satan when he committed a brutal murder. And they want to try to prove that's true because it might help him avoid the death penalty in court. This is a horror movie, so of course it is true, and they find all kinds of satanic things and scary stuff happens. Uh, I was getting kind of bored with the paranormal aspect of the Conjuring franchise, so I kind of welcomed this uh, switch in another direction. I don't think it's a great movie. It's certainly not on the level of the first one. It's not on the level of something like The Exorcist, but as somebody who has generally enjoyed the the first two Conjuring movies, I found this one pretty interesting, and and I recommend it. So three stars for it. Not anything great, not anything that's going to blow you away, but if you're a fan of The Conjuring, it's worth seeing. And do you have to have seen any or all of the previous ones to enjoy this? It helps to have seen The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. You don't necessarily need to have seen all the spinoffs, but uh, it does help to see those first two. I love the line in the trailer where they say, look, in this courtroom, we swear to God, why would you deny the existence of the devil? Yeah, the movie has some really interesting ideas like that in it, and that was part of what I responded to. Okay, super. All right, and you gave it what uh, sounds like you're in a two and a half to three Three range. Three stars, yeah. Yeah, good movie, not anything great, but good. All right, some other new movies that Mm -hmm. are out there. What else is new these days? Uh, uh, In the Heights comes out today, and also coming out today is Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, a sequel to a surprisingly popular and, in my opinion, incredibly bad family film from a few years ago. Uh, But in this one, Peter Rabbit decides he's tired of life on the farm, and so he decides to run away to the big city, and of course, chaos ensues. So uh, I'll be seeing that one later today. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's better than the original, because the original really, really got on my nerves. You taking your son? Uh, No, I offered to take him, and he was like, no way. I'm not going anywhere (laughs) near that. He didn't like the first one either. He's (laughs) 10? No, Twelve. Twelve now. Oh boy, TikTok. Yeah, he's at the age. He wants to start seeing you know Marvel movies and A Quiet Place too and stuff. He's losing interest in the kitty fair. Okay. Well, anything else new out there these days? Uh, those are the only new ones opening okay. this weekend. All right. How's the box office doing? We we opened up with like gangbusters mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and then tapered off last week. Now, what's happening now? Uh, things are still doing pretty well. The Conjuring had a decent opening, twenty four, twenty five million, I think. Uh, there again, it was av- available on HBO Max at the same time. So that probably cut into the box office a little bit. But still, a much stronger opening than we've traditionally seen during the pandemic. So movies are bouncing back. In the Heights is going to do very, very well this week. Two weeks from today, we've got F9, the new Fast and Furious movie. And that's where the box office is really going to blow up. That is when it's going to come back full force. And, you know, the summer movie season will uh, plow forward. So I, I think theaters are really on the verge of a nice comeback here. People are showing that they do want to return to cinemas. And that's really great. 
right. All right. Tyler Perry's going to be available on, with our Medea is going to be available on Netflix. Tell us about that. Yes, Tyler Perry's Medea is back. He's bringing his beloved character back to life, and this time they're heading to Netflix. Perry will write, direct, and star in a Medea Homecoming, which will be the ninth Medea film and the twelfth time he will have portrayed the iconic old lady on screen. And this news comes after Perry had said in 2018 that he intended to kill Medea off once and for all <laughs> and end the franchise with 2019's A Medea Family Funeral. Uh, but, of course, if you saw that movie, you know it left the door wide open for another Medea movie. And uh, apparently he can't resist going back to the well one more time. All right. And Netflix will be the host. So, mm-hmm. you know, that it seems like a good home for, for him. Okay. Well, and, and that also assures some further uh, filmmaking because they, you know, when they see something that's working, they keep you on board and keep right. you going and uh, make it feasible. Uh, we are going to see a Rob Zombie version of <laughs> The Monsters. Yeah. Remember? the monsters did you watch that growing up oh, that old sure. tv show yeah well yeah, it's going to be a movie now and oddly enough it's going to be directed by rob zombie the hard rocker who switched into becoming a horror filmmaker with stuff like house of a thousand corpses okay. and uh, devil's rejects i mean he's known for hard r-rated violent movies and here he's taking on this sort of family-friendly project so it's going to be really interesting R-rated monsters is that what we'll likely end up with I, I don't know if he'll go for the r-rated route or the pg-13 or what but he's been obsessed with the monsters forever and in fact a number of his songs uh have been influenced by the show the monsters he has a song called dragula which is a really cool song and was inspired by the car that the monsters drive. So okay. he definitely has passion for this. I'm usually skeptical when they want to revive an old TV show for the movies, but it seems like it's going to somebody who genuinely cares about the property. So I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do with it. All right. Well, Movie Mike, we'll see you at the movie. Thank you so much for all this information. We appreciate that. Thank you. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. He's a staff writer for a ranker and a Critics Choice Association member. So he's got some some uh, sway in Hollywood. When they're going to make a movie, they always check in with Mike first.